listener production. Coffee for one, through your headphones whenever you feel like it. Even in the afternoon or after dinner. Say it again, it keeps me awake. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Going to do something a little bit different to start this podcast off, and that is um, tell you to vote for Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast in the Australian Podcast Awards Listener's Choice. Um, we've been doing it at the end of a lot of our episodes, but occasionally you don't make it all the way to the end. You know, things pop up. You get a phone call that interrupts your pod. So we're doing it right now at the start because tomorrow's the last day you can vote. So head to Australian Podcast Awards website, forward slash vote. You'll find it there. Chuck in your boys, Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast, and... Matt, you and I could be on a stage accepting a trophy or something. If enough people do it. Oh, fingers crossed. Uh, look, unfortunately for voting, you won't be able to get yourself a little uh, democracy sausage uh, yeah. or the cake store. It is truly the most important vote this week. <laughs> truly. <laughs> yeah. Matt and Alex <laughs> Yeah. Think of the benefits. <laughs> so... Yes, but also head out and vote this Saturday. Um, we have got a very, very fun show for you. We're chatting to a very old friend of ours, a very old and dear friend. Yes, Zan Rowe is going to be jumping on the pod. You've heard her on the radio. You've seen her on the TV. And uh, season two of Take 5 is going to be up. So we're going to chat music and, uh, yeah, life with Ms. Zan Rowe. It's going to be awesome. And also, <laughs> Matt O'Kine. <laughs> I don't know how you do this, man. Because we've been broadcasting for a long time together. You've pulled a story from the archives, which I have not heard before. Oh, yeah, for good reason. One of the most embarrassing things I've <laughs> I think you've done. Oh my god. I'm cringing just thinking about it. <laughs> can we just can we just get this show over with, please? Yeah. Let's just go into it and get it done. I I'm my st- my heart is sinking as I think about this oh this complete brain fade. What was I thinking? Anyway, let's dive in. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Well, yes, this is Matt and Alex's podcast, but one of our great friends and colleagues, producer Bron, is always here every day for uh, our moral support, but also with your own life, Bron. I mean, people don't often know, but your entire life is not just Matt and Alex. You have, you know, friends outside of here. You've got a husband. Mm. Yeah. There's a lot, yeah, a bit going on. Yeah. Yeah. So what's been happening with, um, I mean, we know you're in the middle of a renaissance. Yes. But uh, you've also been catching up with some friends. What's been happening? Yeah. So over the weekend, we're catching up with some friends and one of them is a, uh, is a teacher and mm-hmm. he was saying, oh, he's like, oh, yeah, I got a bit of a weird email from a parent last, like, on, over the last week. We're like, oh, what happened? What, if you were a teacher, Bron, and Matt, here's a question for, and you listening, uh, if you were a teacher, do you think it'd be tougher dealing with the kids or the parents of the kids? Oh, my God. Mm. Definitely the parents. Because <laughs> <laughs> you are one of those people. There would be some absolute punishers out there. Yeah, and I'm not excluding myself from that. <laughs> Have you complained at school yet, Matt? Nah, not yet. You haven't sent a struggling word at emails at the, the daycare? Uh, no, no, um, no, I haven't actually, mm. but I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, I mean, look, my, my time is still young. <laughs> yeah. I've got, I've it's, still got 12 years to get my complaint on. That's it. Well, this is not so much a complaint, Bron. It was more a, um, a thank you. Yeah. It was, it was a big thing. It was a, it was a really nice email. She was just going on about, you know, he was such a great teacher. He's so lovely. The kids love him. And then she added a couple of lines in about like, and by the way, like I always tell everyone anytime uh, school comes up, I always say like, oh yeah, my child's teacher's so hot. 
He's he's such a hot guy. Um, anyway, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> what really? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I, I I do you think that this was a proposal? I guess, or, or was it just supposed to be a friendly thing? Was this supposed to be like a hey, you know, just letting you know that I think you're hot, and you know, it would be great if you. If me and you could catch up for some parent-teacher interviews sometime, or is this literally just her, like her thinking that that would be an appropriate thing to say? Well, they'd catch up for some into something. Don't know about a view. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maybe a course. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> was this? Was this a? You know, did this have something behind it, or was it meant to be just a, a compliment? I think it was meant to be a compliment because I did. My mind went there too. I was like. Oh, is she trying to start something up with you? And he had just gotten engaged. Apparently she's just recently married. Um, and then I accidentally, I think, caused a bit of, con- like, maybe a bit of drama because I said to him, like, oh, is she good looking in front of his re- new fiancé? Oh. And his answer Bron. was not good. Okay, you oh, set no. it up for failure here. What did, what did he say? It was just a bit awkward. He didn't really say anything. He, oh, he right. was like, oh. Um, what do you define as hot? <laughs> oh, no, that means that she's probably hot. It's also, yeah. it's one of those things like, you know, we live in this crazy gendered world. If a male parent of a student was saying thank you to a female teacher, mm. saying, oh, the kids love you, that kind of thing. By the way, you're really hot. I tell everyone how hot you are. <laughs> <laughs> that would be quite problematic. Oh man, you don't got to tell me. Oh why? <laughs> what if? What if? Wait, what have you done? <laughs> can Can I just say that you might be shocked to know that there was a time where I was even more stupid than I am now. No. Right. So your idea. Look, we talk. We've got this. That. We've got this segment called Career Enders. Okay, we've already done it. I thought I'd shared all my career enders with you. What a... <laughs> okay, look, cast yourself back to 2008. Okay. MGMT popping off. Mm-hmm. Kids. Just graduated from drama school, looking for an agent. I get a meeting with a big one. Okay. One of the biggies. And uh, they uh, are very nice. The head agent meeting up with me, chatting. You know, there's emails back and forth. It's all good. They invite me to the offices, you know. I'm starting to get friends with people in the office. How's it going? Blah, blah, blah. G'day, g'day. They're interested in managing me. Anyway, after I go to the office, I send them a thank you email, you know. Hey, so great to be chatting, meeting up with you all. (laughs) Very excited at the prospect of working together. You know, a really smart professional email. I then... Decide to sign off the email. Okay. Oh my god. Oh please. <laughs> Have you mentioned this before? Or is no, this just melding I don't with every think so. I don't... every career ender you've ever had? And so I was just trying to be friendly and polite and charming. <laughs> and so let's imagine let's imagine that their names are um Tina. Joanna and Sarah. Okay, so you've met Tina, Joanna and Sarah, your tour yep. of the new management offices. They're interested in this young up and coming actor, Matt O'Kine. You say, thanks. 
great. You leave, and then you're sending a thank you email for the tour of. You know, it's so great to you know catch up. I love the idea of working with you all. Anyway, um, I'll catch you all later, and then I send a little sentence about each one. You know, on my on as my <laughs> ending of the email. So it was something like. Tina, hope you have a great holiday in Brazil. Joanna, say hi to your dog Sparkles for me. And then I said, and please tell Sarah that she's hot, hot, hot. <laughs> I three hots. The last one was capitals. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I wish I had the button to just go feeling hot, 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 hot straight away. I just wish we could go straight to that song. Oh, Matthew, <laughs> Matthew! I honestly, I don't know what I was thinking. There is no, there is no reasoning behind a decision like that. I. I, and I remember, and I remember, I was actually on TV, my very first big TV appearance on Rove. And the very next day I got an email saying, yeah, thanks. We're not going to be um, yeah. looking like, you know, representing you. And I was so devastated. I was like, oh my God, I thought I did so well on Rove. I was so happy with it. And anyway, a couple of months later, <laughs> I'm walking past someone else in the industry and staff and they're connected to the agency. And I was like, yeah, I was so bummed out that I didn't get, you know, represented by this agency and he just goes yeah apparently you said someone was hot and i was like no oh my god i hadn't even thought it was just so stupid yeah that's inexplicable oh my god you know those you know those moments in your life where you just think like they're the ones you lie in bed at night thinking yeah what? Oh, why did I go hot, hot, hot? I got left with one hot, but I just said one. It was overkill. <laughs> the third all capitals with the exclamation mark. Ah. Anyways, please don't make the mistakes that I make. I tell you now so that you don't make them. All right. So if you're thinking about sending a letter to any of your kids' teachers, trust me. <laughs> Anybody. No need. Don't do it. I pity the fool. Seems to me probably weekly, Alex Dyson, there's a headline in the news that's talking about an incident that happened on a plane. Yes. Uh, our good friends Nick Cody and um, Luke Heggie have a podcast dedicated entirely to that concept. I mean, do you remember that you are not real lady? Bron, what was, do you know this, this meme I keep kept uh, seeing? The lady who was like, you're not real? But I am telling you right now, that mother that mother back there is not real. Kicked off a plane for denying people's existence on the plane. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. Like that was, that was seemed to be on the headlines for a while, but, but also it's just, there's always this, um, you know, there's always a story about someone, so-and-so's gross act on a plane and mm. stuff. And, you know, it's, it's one of those environments that makes you just like look around and think like, have you never done this before? What, how are you, 
How do you get by in life living the way that you do? Someone making a scene because they think that they've seen someone enter the plane without scanning on. Oh, things look, like sorry that. that I care about <laughs> safety. Please listen to a previous episode in which I did make a bit of a scene because someone <laughs> managed to get onto a plane without scanning their ticket. After we're all half naked getting through bloody security. Oh, take off your belt, take off your shoes. Oh, but don't worry about a ticket. <laughs> I was on a plane the other day. I'm sitting there and I'm like, what is that sound? Mm. And there was this guy in the middle of the row behind me, mm. just watching a movie on his phone. No headphones. Full volt. Just full volt. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, surely he will just, he will realize yeah. that that's a did he stupid have, thing to do. Did he have headphones in and not realize that it wasn't plugged in? No, that, absolutely that can not. happen sometimes. Absolutely not. He was switching between watching it and closing his eyes and sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> while, the, while the mobile phone is blaring this movie. Well, first of all, what was the movie? Could you tell what it was? I couldn't tell what the movie was. I believe it was, uh, it was the language was different. Right. So I, I couldn't tell you exactly what the language was, but it was loud and, you know, and it was that thing where people kind of, you thought you gave enough little glares that he'd get it. <laughs> so you right? literally like sit up in your seat, turn your head around and like the two eyes Just over the top of the Just have a little look. Seat. He yeah. wasn't directly behind me. He was across the aisle. So yeah, I wouldn't, I wasn't like scowling. I'd just be like, what's that noise? And then I'd be like, oh, it's that guy. And then something loud would happen in the movie and, and then you're like, <clears throat> you look again, like I can hear that. And the guy next to me was turning around and looking as well. Yeah. Everyone was looking at this guy. He did not care. Then, all right, we, we're taking off. We're about a third of the way into the flight. Suddenly I'm like, oh, that's so weird. It sounds like people in this movie are talking over the top of each other. Mm -hmm. But then I turn and look to the guy who's watching the movie on his phone the woman next to him, who I'm assuming is his wife, watching a movie on her phone with no headphones. <laughs> They're both, both movies just blaring. It'd be like, a, you remember the big day out? They used to like swap stages, orange and blue stage and play. Yeah. Imagine bands on both of those stages at <laughs> once trying to play for, for you. I mean, sometimes it felt like everything was happening at once uh, when I was at the big day out. Um, but... I just honestly couldn't believe it. I was like, how do you, how do you both get around in life thinking that this is normal? <laughs> Did the person next to him give him a little elbow go, come on guys, come on. No, 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 no. They were watching something with their headphones. So they didn't <laughs> care, but it did make me want to know what's the worst plane etiquette you've seen? Because we've talked about as well, like Stice, you know, the people who just sit in their whatever seat they want, despite the seat that's on their ticket. Yeah. So I've seen like ponytail over the back of the headrest covering the movie screen <laughs> of the person behind. Uh, there's plenty of sketches about how close people want to stand at the luggage carousel mm. or standing up too soon when the plane lands. That's a big one before the seatbelt sign goes off. Well, Philip got in touch saying our four month old did a big crap on a plane and stunk the whole plane up. People were choking and coughing over how bad it was. <laughs> well, she can't blame that is poor etiquette from the four month old right there. Someone, someone told us when we had, when we, when we took Sophia on her first flight, they were like, oh, she'll poop as soon as the plane takes off. Why is that? And lo and behold, Difference I don't know, something about the, yeah, there's something about the pressure. They just let rip. And I'll tell you what, this thing spilled out of her onesie. It was huge. No, no, please. No.
It, it just went, it went boom straight away as soon as we took the off. So onesie became a number twosie. Goodness <laughs> gracious. Um, <laughs> Chloe, Chloe, I saw a woman stand up on the armrest of her chair so she could reach the overhead lockers. Don't know about that. That doesn't seem, seem safe. It doesn't seem safe at all, especially when they're worried about things falling out of the, um, the overhead locker. Mm. Uh, Tew said, literally yesterday, this guy had his feet up on the food tray the whole flight from Sydney <laughs> Wait, to Perth. How would you do that? No, like, I think I think he was probably sitting across chair, like diagonally across. So it would have been like the food tray next to him. I thought he'd be like up like this. Like, yeah, that like doesn't trimming, sound, his, that... trimming his nails on the food tray or something like that. Well, it's funny you say that, Alex Dyson, because uh, we've also got Kaylin on the phone. Kaylin, you saw a nail cutting incident. Yeah, I did. Um, it was a couple of years ago. My husband and I were flying to Japan. I was sitting in the middle seat. My husband was on the aisle seat. I had my eyes closed and I was trying to get some sleep. I had my headphones and listened to some music. And all of a sudden, I felt this thing flick my face. And I was like, what the fuck was that? What's what? my husband just done to me? So I pulled my headphones out to go yell at him and look across and can hear the clicking. Of like the nail clippers, and there's this guy on the aisle across from my husband, and like one seat down, cutting his toenails. <laughs> one of them has flicked across the aisle and hit me in the face. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> yep. <laughs> did you? Oh no! Did you say anything? I tried so hard not to vomit because I actually have this like fear of feet, like a foot phobia. They just gross me out so much. It's lucky you weren't sleeping with your mouth open. (laughs) Oh, my God. Could have been nothing but net. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I thought. I thought we had toe clippers banned on planes and we we couldn't have experienced this anymore, Caitlin. That's what I thought too. I'm like, how the hell did this guy get on here? (laughs) (laughs) No, because it's only, it's the nail scissors, right? But you can still take clippers on. You can't like, you can't Uh overthrow a plane with the clippers. I don't think. Well, I kind of would after that. <laughs> Start a mutiny after that one. I'm turning this thing around. We can't be having this on a flight. Unbelievable. Absolutely. Well, I, I hope you're okay. Did you see, like, did he gather a little, you know, shards around him? Did he clean it up? Was this an accidental flick off? I think it was an accidental flick off. I was kind of impressed at the power behind it to get from, like, across the aisle and up a seat. Honestly, that's so revolting. But thank you very much for (laughs) letting us know about that. I'm glad you can enjoy my discomfort. (laughs) Yeah, thanks, Caitlin. We'll catch you later. See you guys. Bye. And feel free to uh, peruse the Matt.Andrew.Alex Instagram because we do put up some questions for you. And if you've got answers to them, just like Caitlin, we would love to hear them. Well, Matt, let's invite to the podcast now one of our favourite people in the world, the host on Double J Mornings. We worked with a long time at the ABC and is one of the very few reasons why I have a modicum of professionalism because I (laughs) looked up to her for many years. She's the host of the new show on ABC, the new season of Take 5. It's Zan Rowe. Hello, Zan. Hi, Matt and Alex. Last time we caught up, Zan was on the Logies red carpet. How was your first Logies? Uh, It was wild. I kind of described it as a fever dream. It was strange. It was silly. 
It was very sweaty as well. I arrived sweaty, which was kind of a bit of a creepy way to meet a whole bunch of my heroes. But I don't know about you, Matt. Like, you and I were both kind of looking a bit doe-eyed. Like, I don't know about you. I'm sure you've been before, but kind of dazzled. But everywhere I looked, I was like, there's Alf from Home and Away and there's a Wiggle and who's that over there? And it was just like, yeah, a fever dream. It's the best way I can describe it. But it was fun. I loved it. Yeah, and the last time we caught up, Zan, we were flower girls at the uh, wedding of the year, Kyron and Reese at the oh, front. beautiful stuff. Throwing the little pot puree out over the crowd. That was um, that was very nicely done. I think that you'll find that it's actually called potpourri. Uh, oh, I'd hate to it. correct you on your own show, but <laughs> I feel like we took our jobs really seriously. And looking back, because there are about 30 flower girls, you and I were leading the charge, mm. Alex, and we were discussing how we would walk. Granted, we'd only been asked to be flower girls not five minutes beforehand, but that's fine. <laughs> And we were talking about how we would walk, whether it be a kind of pride of Aaron, one foot and then join to the other foot and then one foot forward like a, a, you know, a proper stride in. But when we peeled off to the side, I just noticed that everyone else behind us was just a little bit lit and throwing flowers all over the place. They didn't care. The professionalism was gone. choreography whatsoever. Step together, (laughs) step together. We were in time. We were nailing it. Behind us was an absolute rabble. So, look, it's good Good I was paired with you, Zan, because it would have been um, rough any other way. But it's great to have you on here. I mean, Take 5 is back, and I'm so excited at, at the uh, the people you've managed to get together and uh, talk about music together. And it's it's a, such a great concept because I was seeing that recently, musician, famous musicians talking about their own music, they're so dismissive, you know, they're tough to get into it. Talking about other people's music, the veil comes down, and they are, yeah, just uh, able to just talk as fans. Can you tell us who you've been talking to this year for Take 5? Well, it's an amazing second season. We're going to kick it off with Noel Gallagher, who some people might know, little band called Oasis that he wrote all the songs for. His brother (laughs) Liam, of course, was the lead singer, but Noel's the guy that wrote all the hits, made them all that money, and I'm sure he's enjoying that money in the many years since they last (laughs) released an album. Honestly, one of my favourite videos on YouTube (laughs) is Noel Gallagher's director's commentary of old Oasis songs. I'm not sure if you've watched that as well, Zan. It is Oh, my God. I I watched so many Noel Gallagher chats in the lead-up to this, and as I knew beforehand, like, he is the human headline for a reason. He's just so funny and such a great wit and a little bit cranky, which you kind of love as well, but also just has these incredible stories because if you think about, like, the story behind how they came up. These were very working class lads from a council estate in Manchester who hit the highest of the highs in the mid-90s with Oasis. So that's where we're beginning and you're going to dig into that story with Noel Gallagher. Um, Got the iconic Jimmy Barnes joining us in this season who is, again, another master storyteller. G-Flip is going to be on board and their story of determination has just been wild to watch. I know that we've kind of been at the front row seat of it having worked at Triple J in the past and seeing all of that. Um, it's amazing to really get into the nitty-gritty of just how G got to where they are today and continues to ascend. Um, Natalie Imbruglia, who, again, is one of our biggest pop exports, you know, 10 million copies of her debut record, Left of the Middle, was sold worldwide. She became one of the biggest stars of the late 90s and... And acted alongside Rowan Atkinson in Johnny English from memory. <laughs> <laughs> she... She also started that. Did you bring up? Did you bring up Johnny English? Yeah, it's weird. That's actually half the episode we talk yeah. about. That it's so weird that you 
mention that. Um, obviously, it's something that's been really impactful in her life yeah. as well. Uh, and, and if anybody watched Mystery Road Origin or Savage River or watched the Logies as we were, mm. Matt, um, Gold Logie nominee Mark Cole-Smith is also part of the series. And we're going to end with the creator of Hamilton, who's won them all uh, of the awards, including a bloody Pulitzer, Lin-Manuel Miranda is part of the Take 5 too. So it's a stellar season. We kind of tricked all over the place, including to the UK to record these episodes. And I just can't wait for everyone to see them. We've been sitting on them for <laughs> a while now and just ready to release it to the world. Now, for people who didn't get to see the first season, can you give us a quick um, rehash as to what the format of this show is? So Take 5 is basically, it's a simple idea. It's me asking a notable guest, usually someone who's got a connection to music, about five songs that shaped who they are. I always give them a theme because asking someone about your five favourite songs of all time is really hard. Mm. But every take five has a different theme and the guest chooses those five songs around that theme. So it gives them a chance, I guess, to look at their life through a different kind of prism, think about their story in a different way. And like you sort of pointed out, Alex, People are way more comfortable talking about the stuff they love as opposed to talking about themselves, particularly musicians who have answered these questions time and time again. But you ask them about the stuff that they love, their musical heroes, the songs that change their life, and they're just an open book. And I saw that when I first came up with the Take 5 idea all the way back in 2006 uh, on Triple J as a radio idea. I've seen it develop over the, what, 17 years it's been running mm. and then bringing it to television Finally, everyone could see what I've been seeing in the radio studio, which is just how people's faces, you know, melt. Sometimes they cry, their bodies relax, they're, they're an open book when they're talking about the songs they love. Who had one of the biggest surprises? Oh, of the upcoming series? Yeah. There's a song that Noel Gallagher picked, and usually I can kind of trace a bit of a, you know, CSI minority report kind of thing of, <laughs> oh, I know exactly where they're going to go or this could be linked to this. But there was one song that Noel Gallagher picked where I was just like, I have no idea why he picked this. <laughs> and even the reason I thought you get, he You get did, the five songs and then you yeah. have to go into the interview and sort of get the stories behind them and where he came across them and what it means to them. So you've just got yeah. the list and there's a song on there you're like, how on what earth is this would doing Noel- here? Because <laughs> 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 it wouldn't surprise you if, you know, if I told you that Noel Gallagher picked a song by the Beatles. I mean, you know, sure. they've never, sure. Oasis and particularly Noel have never hidden the fact that he's obsessed with the Beatles. But this song was like, yeah, it was wild. You'll find out what that song is when it premieres tonight on ABC TV and iView. It was, yeah, it hit me for six. <laughs> what song would um, would even the most experienced Egyptologist digging into the tombs of Zan Rowe's memory be surprised to come across <laughs> um, uh, that you are a big fan of Zan or, or meant a lot to you at a particular I mean, point in your I life? Recently admi- I recently admitted on the project that I, I, many mornings when we were about to do Matt and Alex breakfast on Triple J, I would be listening to Taylor Swift Bad Blood. Okay? I just <laughs> it would psych me up. It would get me going. <laughs> and it was the perfect uh, enca- encapsulation of uh, mine and Matt's relationship every morning. So he needed to he needed to have that in his mind before he st- stepped in the studio with me. <laughs> oh, look, I don't mind a bit of Ace of Base, All That She Wants. Oh, yeah. Uh, that- oh, I yes, was at the man. Flight Facilities um, Decades DJ Tour on the weekend at Fortitude Music Hall in Brisbane, and they whipped that out, and it's like, 
oh, everyone was putting on the stank face. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. what that she wants. You forget how good it is and then it comes back and it's like, yeah, this really hits different when you're hearing it in 2023, but it still slaps. It's so, so good. But, God, that's such a hard question for me because I don't have, like, there's no judgment for me and I hope that mm. you both know that from maybe I was a bit judgy when I was um, – we were in the studio in Triple J days, but I, I certainly don't have any judgment about what's good or bad music, whatever gets you going. Mm. And that's the great democracy of Take 5. It's not about what is right or wrong, what is good or bad. It's about the music that matters to you. And mm. if Taylor Swift Bad Blood matters to you, Matt, then that's all that matters to me. <laughs> that's it. Oh, Zan, you are the best the best music fan in the biz. And, yeah, encourage you to watch Take 5 tonight on ABC TV. I'll catch up with it whenever you like on iview. Thank you very much, Zan. It's great to be chatting to you again. And I think the only time I've ever seen just the tiniest glimmer of judgment uh, in your eyes is when Matt and I danced <laughs> to Here's Johnny um, <laughs> <laughs> in the studio in Quite a um, enthusiastic <laughs> manner, and you were encouraging. You were surprised, but I heard there was a t- tiny amount of fear in the eyes at the uh, the energy we were putting into that. But I love when you share that memory. <laughs> Can I just Facebook. say that years later, I'm still getting notifications about that video, and I'm not I'm not sad about it. I'm well, not think, sad about I it. I think the anniversary is coming up. It was um, around November, December. It happened, so um, yeah, look forward to seeing that memory pop up in Zan Rose feed on her socials once again soon. An iconic moment in Australian music, that's for sure. <laughs> Thank you so much, Zan. Congrats on Take 5 Season 2. Check it out tonight on ABC and iView. Thanks, Legends. Thank you very much for listening to us today. Really appreciate you hanging out once again. If you'd like to get in touch, hit us on the DMs, matt.and.alex, or, of course, mattandalex.com.au. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.